Hey everybody, this is Baco. We wanted to let you know that what you're about to listen to, we recorded on the same night as the previous episode, which was approximately one week before the passing of Playboy founder Hugh Hefner. Why is that important? Well, in the 96 uh, shows that we've recorded, we have mentioned his name exactly twice, and it just so happens... It's both times are on this episode. So if it sounds a little little odd that we bring his name up and don't mention his passing, well, we thought we'd let you know why. With that, episode 96 of Cobras and Fire starts now. Now how do you like them apples? I don't like the sound of them apples. Well, what are we going to do? Jackie? Yeah? It's hunting season. Applesauce, bitch. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. Part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. How do you like them apples, bitch? Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the bass minty Baco. I am in your basement. I'm in Minnesota. This is a spectacular experience. How are you, sir? Well, Luce, now that I have you here, we need to talk about you. Great. It's my favorite subject. Go ahead. We need to talk about how certain things about you affect other people. Okay, sure. In a good way, I'm sure. Not necessarily. Don't get me wrong. There are some good things, mm-hmm. but what I needed to talk to you about was some of the not so good things, like you, the way you are, you you have a tendency to treat almost everything in your life as a disposable item. Absolutely, and I do. I'm actually throwing this this glass I just had um, <laughs> drank out of and throwing it in the trash right now. It's made of glass. This is obviously a piece of shit. I'm going to okay. throw this away. Okay. Um, well, see, that's what Can I'm talking gone. about. What you're saying is is kind of hurtful and destructive. And why is that hurtful? Well, those are my things, and uh, it's just a, it says Joe's Lounge. Is this very? It has in camel. You don't smoke anymore. It you know how many anymore. packs of cigarettes I had to smoke to get that? <laughs> oh, this was you earned this. Yes, you, you were that asshole that sent away for these things. Yes, I. And you just called me an asshole. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You have this destructive uh, attitude towards the people in I'm your life. I'm surprised they don't actually give like parts. Of your, you have to send them parts of your lung that are burnt. Why don't we talk about why you feel the need to dispose of everything in your life? So you're steering the conversation back. Why? Why? What do you mean that I want to destroy everything? What do you What do you mean? I'm gonna, this fucking microphone's a piece of shit. I'm throwing it away. Look at this thing. Dusty. This stuff is dusty. There's no reason to have this in here if it has dust in it. Loose. Fucking these things. Um, what? You, what? Are you? Do you even hear yourself? Uh, yeah, I am not deaf. Okay, I would well, not be able to do this podcast if I couldn't hear you. So I don't understand even what you're. Well, trying to say it sounds there. like you're not even like listening. Do you hear me? Now, go ahead, say it again. What else? You, 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 you treat your family and your friends and your CDs like they're a napkin, and you just use once and destroy. So this is a purge thing. Yes. Is that what this is going? This is about your addiction to purging and how you feel the, this necessary act of any time you use something to just get rid of it and dispose it. Because things don't matter. I had my house burned down when I was when I was 17 years old. It turned to ash, just like the jerk socks. The jerk socks are ash. They're fucking gone. They're disposable, just like everything I had. Everything I own is is the earliest is the oldest thing I have is 1991. Do you understand that? 
things mean nothing. I don't care. I don't care if Irma destroys your home. It's just shit. It doesn't matter. All your big, your all your houses is just a box full of things. That's all it is. So I don't know what you're saying. I have a fucking issue. Loose. It's not your fault. Well, it did. I burned it down. Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not burn it down. Continue your... your it's your, not your fault. Okay, thank you. And? It's not your fault. Anyway, there's a lot of things I got to get rid of in your house. First off, I don't think we've even scratched the surface. I did a little tour of your, your kiss room. I got to find those kiss barrels. I had a friend of mine. Do you know what a kiss barrel is? Do you know what a barrel is? Mm, yeah. What? You put whiskey in it. No, not that <laughs> kind of barrel. I'm talking about something that you seal... Like people, they're collectors. I went to this one guy's house. He was a Star Wars collector. I didn't know it until that day. We were we we're, we're at this party. All of a sudden, he goes. Sounds like a cool guy. Yes, I'm sure he is, and he is a cool guy. But my point is, he had this barrel that was sealed, like those big like metal things where you unchunk it and you take the top off. It was like it had all this like 1970s like mint stuff. So I, I he t- he took out. You remember the Darth Vader? Uh, thing you put all the yep. thing in. The action figure holder? Yeah, he had all the action figures except all the action figures had all their guns and their capes and like he'd never even played with them. I'm talking about like, you know, you lose those in like right, a day. Right. All so the stormtroopers. Right. Maybe he was afraid his house would burn down. My point could... is there's fucking kiss barrels in this house and I'm going to find them. You have you have to have more. Oh, there is more. I knew it. There's tough, and that's where we have to go open. We're going to we're going to crack open those things. And, you know, pots and sods needs material for their 12 days of, of Christmas. And maybe I'm just going to uh, list off the things I'm taking out of the barrel and burning. Loose. What? Have you never seen Goodwill Hunting? It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> It's not your fault. Stop it out like a 
Did you uh, hear one of your favorite uh, activities? The ho- I don't know if it was it an activity, whatever. One of the things near and dear to your heart, the hologram, is uh, got a, oh, new, who, a, who? a new candidate uh, going on tour. Uh, Frank Zappa, <laughs> one of our favorites, of course. Oh, yes, Frank Zappa, big, big fan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, well, I can tell you right now, I was not prepared with hologram material today. Um, yeah, I got I don't, it kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, it, another freaking and, and this one's even better because it seems to be like a, a family divided, uh, where you They're got divided d- on a lot of things, aren't they? Yeah, is there something where like one, a dweezel can couldn't he had some like he yeah. tried to go on tour. Yeah, as like the Frank Zappa experience where he yeah, play, and then the family the the stepmom and brother tried to stop him. I don't know. I. I run about as deep in my Zappa knowledge as you do. Uh, yes, which is not you know who is who is would be good for a fact check as as a Joey at Rock Strikes Ten. For some reason, he likes Zappa. No, I, I got a couple of friends that go very yeah. heavy on. So he, he knows I will a lot. say Joe's Garage. I think it's called is a very entertaining list. I've heard that one. Yeah, that's like a three three disc one, right? It's at a least three, two, but uh, I did hear that one. It was pretty funny. So yeah, some, it's, it's pretty good. But no, are you, uh, of course you're in favor, right? Now I've, I of course, um, all holograms all day. I mean, just hologram the shit out of every <laughs> single thing. I mean, I, I would like to see. I mean, if if Ace wasn't there at the, the Gene show, I would like to have a, an Ace hologram playing with him from from uh, from his uh, his bunker studio or whatever he used to hang out at. Would you pay fifty thousand dollars for the hologram to come to your house? <laughs> Oh, that's that's the that's the thousand dollar tier. Okay. Is that that that, that, uh, that Gene Simmons hologram comes and delivers the ball? Think of that. Uh... How did, that's the thing. That's where I'm talking about. I talked about this before. What, what, if if hologram technology can get to the point where they can pick up a 38 pound vault and yes. bring it to your house, that's where we are going. Ooh. It needs to be able to pick up things. Yes, holograms need to be able to move physical objects in front of them. <laughs> then we're good to go. Like a ventriloquist dummy taking a glass of water while the dummy still talks. No, in all reality, I don't. I don't. Th- I, I find it highly amusing, but it would only entertain me for like a song as a gimmick. I don't. Sure. I cannot watch a show. This whole thing where they're taking—is it actually on tour now? The deal thing or not? Uh, or you know, yeah. When is it's it's supposed to be going on tour? Right? You know, now that you mentioned, it, I haven't actually seen dates. Okay. Um. And yeah, do they still have to have everything pitch black for you to even see it? That's what I'm saying. Uh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, you know, we, we went to talk heavy on the last one. That's enough on this, right? I got nothing yeah. more on this. I got this. nothing else. It's just that that that, that if they're – if I'm guessing it's one hologram company that's making this or a main – I mean, if you're going to go oh, build – like like a iTunes kind of thing, or an Apple versus Samsung. It's like yeah, is there two different companies competing? Yeah. Like they they're putting their Dio technology versus Frank, yeah. or is it everybody together? And if so, yeah, why but... can't they all go on tour together? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if if this the same company, or it'd be like a competing things like not Live Nation and Ticketmaster, right? Where they have their own hologram 
tours. All right, but they're going to have an all-star thing when Dio comes out and Frank comes out at the same time and they, they start <laughs> dancing together. And, and, uh, and what, 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 what's some of Frank's songs about? I'm trying to think of like the, 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 uh, the, some of the props and everything that they could have between the two, two of them. I, I, I have no idea. Frank versus Dio. Oh, God. Is there somebody Who else, else is that, the that we can talk more there? about? Well, um, well, what's his nuts? Uh, Tupac can come Tupac. out and shoot both of them in the head. Yeah, shoot them both in the head. Uh, the guy, he's got one nut hanging it, around still. Who does? The, 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 hey, that's what I want to know. Does the Tupac hologram still have both testicles? <laughs> did, he, did he lose a testicle? Yeah, he, he lost. He got one shot off. Oh, I didn't. I forgot that story. Uh, yeah. It has to be correct. You yeah. have to be able to take the pants off the hologram and, and be able to inspect. <laughs> this is a fraud. This guy has two balls. Yeah, how do? What are they like? Uh, do they just take like a snapshot and get some kind of 360 view? That's what I was asking you about even about the deal thing. I think it's like a uh, somebody was explained that, that they take a bunch of <clears throat> it's a computer program that takes a lot of information from from pictures or concert footage and like combines it into something that he's doing, but it's not actually like a footage of him singing the song live at some point. Do you um can you think of anybody that uh, wore worse satin outfits in Dio? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, I can't think of something. Hefner? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what really disturbs me is that holograms are fine. But when hey, if holograms, I was, if but... I was married to Hugh Hefner, I'd rather have sex with his hologram. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It... <laughs> I wonder if the hologram is as boring as he is, though. <laughs> I've never seen a guy more boring get so much pussy. I mean, my guy, anytime he interviews, like, yeah, sorry, this mansion. It's like, it's... Gene Simmons thinks he's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that guy is creepy as fuck. Uh, he not only has not only has all his playmates, but he makes every single one of them look the same for like twenty years. They're all the exact same proportion. Go to this doctor. Blonde, no brunettes. Come home in two months. No, no ethnic groups allowed in this zone of what he wants. Everything like uh, that is insane. But no, but holograms are fine. I will tell you, I draw the line when I see a hologram lip sync. If the track, if the track, <laughs> if, if the track stops and their mouth is still moving. Fucking lip syncing hologram. So I mean, one of the members of Millie Vanilli is dead. So no Millie Vanilli, like live guy, That's, dead guy. I don't even know tour. how I can wrap my mind around that. <laughs> so it was hey. it was fake. So the album was fake. They found that out. Were they actually lip syncing, or was it just that they had fake singers saying that they were them? That's oh, they were lip syncing after, but it was the, yeah, the entire album recorded was recorded. The record and they right. were the face right. dancing and singing to it. I'm just so. glad I got my class action settlement and got my uh, <laughs> got my money back for that. <laughs> you know, we've uh, a classic tangent here. I was actually against anybody getting their money back. I guess because you shouldn't have bought it to begin well, with. Well, there okay, is that of course the snobby side to it, but it's like, what? Did you like the record? <laughs> Do you not like it now? I mean, I get it that you were sold a package and there's something fraudulent about that. Right. But can't that just can it be enough that you just no longer will support them? Right. And you can still listen to your fucking album that you loved and gave you so much joy for ten goddamn dollars. I remember when that came out though, and that that uh, Girl, at, at, you at the know mall. It's true. <sighs> but there was like four songs, and all of them were interchangeable. Like they sounded almost exactly Blame the same. On the rain. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be at the mall, and I was working at. Jeez, uh, I can't remember which, which store I worked at. Abercrombie. It, no. Oh, you think the little asshole joke right there? Yeah. Hey, Abercrombie. Uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, something. Something. Uh, fuck. Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I worked at Eddie piercing Bauer. Pagoda? I, I did work at, I did work at Eddie, Eddie you Bauer. You worked at Piercing Pagoda. <laughs> Come here. 
You're crying, you little, <laughs> you little pussy. Get over here, you 12-year-old. Take it like uh, a girl. Oh, my God. Piercing. <laughs> it's funny if you work at a mall and all of a sudden you're piercing it like 15 years old. You have no idea what the fuck you are. You're just puncturing holes in other human beings and getting a, getting a salary for it. The guy, yeah, the guy piercing your ear. There's a orange Julius coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so Julius, there's half a Wendy's sandwich sitting right next to him. He's got burgers. There's no san- there's no san- there's no sanitation happening in that sandwich. After I'm done piercing your ear, I'm heading down to Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? We gotta get this line. <laughs> Beer spit. Beer spit alert. Oh, boy. You almost like destroyed all your equipment yeah, right there. Yeah, just about Thousands of dollars. I need to get out of this. I need okay, to let, me, let, me, uh, let me get... Let me see here real quick. We're going to play... Uh, I'm going to do a double shot. And I'm going to pick two tracks because I cannot figure out which one is the best to sell people on this band. But Trucker Diablo, I've mentioned them before. They have a brand new album I did on Pre- Pledge Music. And um, I'm going to play two tracks. One... This I can just tell you, this album is all about the riffage. Fucking incredible riffs on this album. I love that. So the first one that's all about the riffage is called We Will Conquer All. And I'm going to follow it up with one that shows their... their well, both of them, they're always very catchy, but this one is particularly uh, catchy and poppy. So it's on the flip side of it, and that's called Let's Just Ride.
Well, Luis, uh, have you heard a little bit about the, you know, the, the striper drama with the bass player? Where? Uh, oh, I know you did the whole thing with twenty-five best bass yeah, players. Twenty-three. And, I'm sorry. Twenty-three bass 23. players that I love, and yeah, none yeah. of them are the guy right. in my band. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, it was a f- recently officially announced that uh, Tim Gaines is no longer in the band. Long time member. Uh, it was the original four from back in the day. You know, still. I give zero fucks about this, by the way. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course you do. I just, I only care because I think it's funny. Okay, good. Um, I really don't care that, and of course, the only thing I care about is anytime I can play a clip (laughs) of uh, of, uh, uh, Michael Sweet being a pirate. Hello, everyone. Bloody good to see you. It's Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. That's right. That's right, mate. Yes, of course it is. Listen to me when I tell you that there's an album coming out, a bloody fine album that's coming out in early November. One of the best bloody rock albums I've ever heard in my life, and I've heard many and I've played on many, but this one takes the prize. You're going to love it. Trust me on that, mate. Sweet Lynch, early November, Frontiers. Bye-bye. Well, of course, uh, Michael Sweet took a few shots at him and all this stuff on on Facebook. uh, But uh, Tim Gaines struck back, and I'm just going to quote him. This is from his his own Facebook post. He posted this. My recent demise within the striper camp came about because I actually have testicles. I stood my ground when I was told to give up. One or two. It's plural, so two, it's at so least two. So it's more than Tupac. Yeah, more than that. Tupac, yeah. Okay. Uh, is hol- will the Tim Gra- Gaines... That was, yeah, the hologram of Tim Gaines. Is it Tim Gaines? Tim Gaines. Why does that sound like the guy that... Uh, uh, Burned your house down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Tim, it was Tim Gaines. <laughs> that motherfucker, no. I'm glad he's not a striper. Yeah. He's not a holy roller. No. What was the name of the... the uh, Worst idea ever that Garth Brooks was. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Wasn't it Tim Gaines or something like that? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah. Okay, possibly related. Mm. Does he have a little uh, soul patch? I don't believe so. Okay, continue on. Okay, so he, we, he has at least two testicles, maybe more. It. Maybe we should do a whole episode on Chris Gaines, though. We do the Chris Gaines Ooh, discography. Ooh, we can break down the whole record. That's what I'm saying. Oh, discography, yes. That's an even better way to put it. Um. Anyway, he was told to give up the woman who... Uh, I was told to give up the woman I love, who is now my wife in parentheses, uh, or get fired. I threatened to sue. I was conveniently fired 10 days after my marriage to Brandy on the grounds that I made some posts threatening to sue the band for wrongful termination. They called it threats. Now, I'm going to break his statement up here, Lewis, because after that someone jilted statement, and you know, I mean, he he took a couple kind of he got real there, right? I'm trying to understand what what this is. So he he decided to get married, and now he's I'm hot. I don't understand. Okay, he got divorced. Okay, and apparently the rest of the band had a problem with it. Now again, oh, religious stuff saying you can't possible, get that's the implication. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know how true it is or not, and I don't care. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, right. Tim Gaines might be the biggest piece of shit on the earth, and there's yeah. a very valid reason they got Besides rid of him. Besides Chris Gaines. Besides Chris Gaines. Right. Uh, but I just well, enjoy, not real. I enjoy the drama much more than, than you probably is healthy. <coughs> but anyway, Tim's about to take it from a 5 to 11. All right, let's go. All right. Crank it up. Come on, Chris Gaines. He continues. Tim. Tim, Tim Chris. 
My recommendation to Oz and Bob, who is uh, the lead guitar player, Oz Fox, and Bob is Michael Sweet's brother. Sure. The drummer, or visual timekeeper, I think is what Anytime he Anytime you by. get Oz and Bob in the same same bar together, you know some shit's about to go down. There you go. Oz and Bob. Yeah, this is going to get real. All right, my recommendation to Oz and Bob, grow some balls and stand up to that pathetic one, which we all have to assume is Michael Sweet, mm-hmm. and his conniving, wi- Ooh, conniving wife. Ooh. He threw, his, he threw the wife in there. Yeah. Or just continue a life of mediocrity. Damn! Boom! Gaines oh, bringing you, it. Uh-uh, no, he didn't. Oh, my uh-uh. God. Anytime you bring the wife in, you're, you're oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, but and, and a guy's brother. It's a good thing that, that uh, you know, the pirate just, like, looks the other way or, or turns the other cheek, right? Well, of course. He's a, he's a holy man. Yeah, well, you know, of course, Michael Sweet uh, is also his own, his own uh, web page's troll. Did you know so. he's a pirate, too? Here you go. Hello, everyone. Bloody good to see you. It's Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. That's right. That's right, mate. Yes, of course it is. Listen to me when I tell you that there's an album coming out, a bloody fine album that's coming out in early November. One of the best bloody rock albums I've ever heard in my life, and I've heard many and I've played on many. But this one takes the prize. You're going to love it. Trust me on that, mate. Sweet Lynch, early November, Frontiers. Bye-bye. Uh, well, in the, in, the, in, the, in the sense deleted, post continues. Uh, deleted by him? Oh, yeah. yeah and, right. and he takes it up a notch here, Liz. Another notch? Oh, yeah. This is so, the... he, so he's gone from 5 to 11 and further? Yes, this wow. is even further. You you will uh, not be let down so by this. So he's giving 130%. Yeah, a higher percentage than 11%. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, he continues in the sense deleted post. You have both been threatened with termination over the last several years. He, again, we have to assume Michael Sweet. Sure. Uh, figured that, uh, or has a million dollar home. You rent and drive 20 year old broken down cars. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? They're driving 20 year old cars that are broke down all the time? Who? Oz and Bob. Oz and Bob? <laughs> Oz and Bob both have 20-year-old cars together. Maybe they share it. Maybe they live in it. It's the Oz and Bob mobile. Uh, hey, Oz, nothing. are you using the car today? Nope. You can have it, Bob. It's a Let's new reality go. show where Oz and Bob try to get into Michael Sweet's estate. <laughs> Why can't we just come in? <laughs> My, Michael, let us in. It's Oz. It's Bob, Michael, let us in. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be right I'm a out. pirate. <laughs> Let me tell you why you can't come in. <laughs> and why don't, we, why don't we listen directly from Michael up on this one? Uh, well, hello, everyone. It's bloody good uh, to see you. Go ahead. All right, well, he continues. Uh, you both have nothing to show for your 35 years. Quit playing rock star and get a clue, dumb shits. And he spells dumb shits with a Z at the end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was intentional, though. Yeah, probably. I, I, I mean, if you if you type it in there, I mean, it's not like you're going to... I mean, the you S know, and the Z you are know. kind of close to each other, but, yeah. and they look sort of alike, so right. maybe he just like... Or or maybe that's just a preview of his new band. Because that could be... Uh, that's a band name. Get a clue, know? dumb, dumb shits. shits. No, just dumb shits with a Z. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. I know who would listen to that. 
Billy Hardaway. Yeah. <laughs> that, that spelled exactly like some of the bands he likes from the 80s. Yeah, oh, definitely. And he's probably, I, he might be the only person that cares about this. Yeah, uh, probably. Probably <laughs> do, that. Do, do you think, let me ask you this, Luz. How will Tim G- <laughs> How will the departure of Tim Gaines financially affect Striper? <laughs> How will it affect them? Yeah, like as far as ticket sales and record sales, what kind of dent will him not <laughs> Well, the thing is there was no income and then there's not any income again. So I'm going to say it's an even. It's even. Oh, well apparently uh, Michael Sweet's uh, uh I don't think he lives in a million dollar house. Yeah. Well, a million dollars, you know, that's not not that nice if it's in the wrong or right part of town. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you can be in a million dollar house. I think he lives in Nashville. So. Yeah, if you're in Denver, you can be in a million dollar house. Kid Rock has a, a double wide in Nashville, and then for twenty eight thousand dollars, they'll ship him another one. Oh, nice, excellent. So that's what I, <laughs> is that a news news story? Oh, he did an interview where he's like, "Yeah, I live in a double wide because uh, I don't need all this fancy stuff. I used to have it, mm-hmm. uh, and if it burns down, I'll just order another one, and they'll send it right here." Oh, excellent! It. So yeah, it's, it's very frugal. I guess that's true. You, you know, maybe if you if you own your land. And you have a portable house, then you don't have to deal with inflation. Yeah. You just have another one shipped out there. Um, well, since we're kind of on a downer tub- topic, can I play a slower song? Because I'm not playing Striper. We Good. played some Sweet and Lynch a while oh, please, back. Let's, let's play some more new stuff. How about I play a new Foo Fighters song, and we come back and talk about it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, one of the songs I like off it is uh, kind of a more of a mellow tune called Dirty Water, and here it is.
you got the new Foo Fighters, obviously. I think you you were listening to it before I had a chance. What yep. tell me your overall thoughts on it? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I'm not as as big of a fan. I like the Foo Fighters, but I, I know that you're you're into them more than I am. Overall. Oh, really? Okay, I thought yeah, we were yeah. about equal. Okay, that's fine. no, no. I mean, you, you definitely like have liked uh, uh, their last few albums a lot more than I have. I can, okay, I can say fair that enough. Much. Um, and you didn't like Wasting Light as far as I, I was okay. They haven't okay. really grabbed me for a while. Fair so, enough. so to me, that's their pinnacle. Okay, so then then when I was listening to this, the first thing that that uh, that hit me was that they are. I like the fact they did some changes, but also it kind of reminded me of Queens of the Stone Age, kind of in that kind of hips. There's a couple of songs that kind of like experimental. There's a few that I, I really that. remind that, not in a bad way specifically, but I did like. I can say this much: I like. I think the first half better than this. The second seems to peter off and get a little too weird or down or something yeah, okay. like that but there are some definitely choice tracks in the beginning of this. I can't remember all the name of it the thing about the sky is good there's another one that's the like sky that is, uh... I know what it is <laughs> I do want to play I, I would like to actually play this because it's only a minute sure. long yeah. Can we? Pl- let's also play that uh, that t-shirt song I don't want to be king I just want to sing love song pretend there's nothing wrong you can sing along with me. I don't want to be queen. Just trying to keep my t-shirt clean. It. I, so, and, yeah. and by the way, a while back we got into this. Um, it started on a Facebook post I did, but we talked about it a little bit. You know, where I talk about the color yeah. of a record and the depth? Yeah. This record has it, uh, what what I look for. And by the way, I, I only mean that as like a personal preference thing. I actually don't care for the sound of this record, but it has a sound. Definitely has a sound. Yeah. I mean, and the lows are low and the highs are high. And you know, because it's not so compressed like a lot of the, the modern um, uh, production. Well, better because he he made an entire movie out of that, that damn board. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I better not. He better not fail on that. A little bit of a letdown there, but no, this was not recorded using that. Did you know that? Really? That's yeah. I was recorded weird. in a different studio and using using a producer who does like a Dell. All right. Uh, anyway. Um, it, uh, comp- anyway, to to a question to answer a question you asked me months ago. Listen to this record, just listen sonically to it. Mm-hmm. Not like the songs and stuff, but sure. how it sounds. Uh, and then compare it to the new Stone Sour. And the new Stone Sour sounds exactly like so many stuff, so many, almost all the records you get. This one has peaks and valleys and room and it breathes and, and it has a color to the actual sound. And again, 
not that big of a fan of the actual sound of the record. It's it's a good sounding record, but it it it, 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 it doesn't. No, I know what you're saying. Okay. Because because after you told me that, and I listened to Stone Sour and other things, right? Like all the things are almost the same volume. Like it yeah. sounds fine, but it's just kind of like uh, the. Uh, the presettings that they were talking about, the producer yeah. panel, yeah, like that, like it's they, the plugins, plugin yeah. settings. Yeah. Like I want it to sound like it's almost like when you go on your your uh, your phone, you say the settings I want to listen to for my equalizer is jazz, yeah, or exactly, rock, or yeah. bass heavy, or yeah. that, and it's all like I hate foom, that, always right. have, right? Can I just get bass treble and, and uh, yeah. paint left and yeah, right? Yeah, I, I never use those because they never sound right for yeah. me. But um, but yeah, no, I I liked uh, a couple of the songs in the beginning. But anyway, the, the song I we think just it's played, a bit of a grower for me, by the way. That's that's what I was saying for me too. Um, but oh, the the T-shirt, but the T-shirt uh, song that starts off, I really wish that was a full song. I do. I wish too, it was actually. like a, a full song instead of the minute. The one thing I will say is it's so some... cool as just a minute thing too, though. Yeah, yeah. But but when they were saying that, there's one part about it that makes me laugh because it kind of sounds unintentionally like Adam Sandler at one point he's like. Hello, my little T-shirt. Yeah, he does something like that, and it kind of sounds like an Adam song. Now you've heard me say that, you'll hear it. Yeah, okay. Well, did you hear Billy Corgan is doing a silent movie? I don't know anything about it other than it's called Pillbox. I just thought the idea of him being in a silent movie was interesting. Is that? I think that's a great idea because I hate his fucking voice. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, it is well, so grating. It's, it's the so, it, his soundtrack is going to be him. So like, it's a silent movie, but then he's going to do the music for it. Yes. Then this is a terrible idea. <laughs> so you don't like the pumpkins at all? Nothing. No, I've I like like I've said I've liked a lot of my bullet butterfly wings. Yeah. Love that song. I've I've uh, that record was where it ended with me. By the way. Yeah, me too. It was uh that so that, bloated, so unbelievably bloated, and then the critics kept telling me it was good. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? This thing is dog shit. Yeah. Like there's some good stuff in between it, but this makes use your illusion. Well, you like Luge, but people that would criticize Easy the Luge Illusion uh, albums <laughs> would saying that this is is a is a masterpiece. No, and the thing about it is his voice, his voice is a lot like Miles. Miles, it's a lot like Miles Kennedy for me. Certain songs it works for him, mm-hmm. and other ones just kills me. I actually think he has to uh, focus on aggressive music. Yeah, uh, when 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 he gets to kind of like the like, like the Tonight Tonight kind of song. Yeah, that kind of singing. Yeah, I'm with you. It grates, uh, and and that's God. That song, 1979, is so douchey. It's horrible. Oh, he actually hates that song, by the way. Oh, good for him. And one of the few Thank things God. Him and I agree. Agree. Yeah, on. I mean that song was terrible. He's never played it live. I guess. You know, so here's 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a song. Did you want to feature a pumpkin song? No. That's actually, uh, well, why not? Um, I'm trying to think of a one that um, all is like I love. I all of all is love zero, but that's a pretty popular one. What about mayonnaise? Mayonnaise is that off the first one? No, it's off of. Uh, oh yeah, we can. I am one off the first and be a great one.
coming back from the pumpkins. I really didn't think we would be ending up there, but uh, me either. As you know, I went to Grand Rock Timber again. This is my third year. Um, yep. And it is what the sixth time for that? The, yeah, for them? this was the no, fifth year. This is the fifth, fifth year. year. Okay. Six okay. according to uh, Gunnar Nelson, but this was the fifth year. <laughs> Uh, okay. Sorry, Gunner. By yeah, the way, uh, you'll go into that in a second. He uh, he liked that. Uh, by the way, what uh, the the he, he he his personal uh, Facebook page click like on the Gunner Nelson interview. No, oh, did they share it? No, didn't no. share it. All right. So, anyway. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so it may be my last. Uh, they have a new person running it, and uh, there is almost no media presence. Uh, I I was one of three photographers. What was that compared to the other years? Uh, about ten. Oh wow! Okay. So it was a pretty, pretty big drop off. I'm not sure why I got it. Um, also, was it the same person this year though? Is last year no. or new person this year completely? Yeah, new person this year completely. You can tell some differences then. Yeah. Um, okay. And also, uh, like we get our media credentials right and we yep. go in and and like we normally have like <coughs> this is our third year doing it and they immediately send us back to the people who just gave us our credentials and said you need to go over there uh to the the will call window and they'll tell you who you're supposed to meet and we go there and we talk to the person who just gave them to us and she does a, the biggest eye roll i've ever seen in my life and just goes just go in that door <laughs> so she points the door to our left and apparently we just open a gate and go in and That's we, the security. And we walk past the same security, but on the other side of the fence now, and we're fine. So as we're leaving for the first time to go get a, a battery for uh, my camera, you know, about halfway through the evening. Yep. Um, because they let you in and out, by the way. One of the cool things about the event, they, they because it's a casino, they don't mind if you leave. That's true. Uh, but uh, so I check with the guy on the way out, and he's like, well, you got media credentials. You can come and go as you want. I'm like, Okay. So I go to the car, come back, and I get waved in, and the rest of the night's fine. The next day, I, we get stopped at the gate coming in, and they're like, nope, you can't, we're told no media. No, I'm like, did something change? He's like, hold on, something changed. And he calls the guy over, and then then uh, I wait for about, I don't know, two or three minutes, and then he's like, you got to talk to that guy. <laughs> so the, the guys approach me, I walk towards him, and he's like, what's the problem? I was like... I don't know. He said I had to talk to you. And he's like, they're good. <laughs> and, and we got to go in. And then we got hassled a little bit like that the rest of the that day. Uh, it was just kind of this weird clusterfuck. Just, so something was going on. Um, they they just changed the way that they handled media. Like It was almost like, yeah, I don't trust you. Well, it's just amazing when any of those events do that. Just like there's a... It's just a really quick snafu at the the Gene Show about like how is there not a master list somewhere of everybody that's been approved? But at least by once the it was promoter. taken care of, it, it was, was done. fine. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm just explaining that anytime there's any of those things, you're like, how does this even happen? If there's a list, there's especially a list. for this because this was done weeks ago, right? You know the the right. you know the, the Gene thing, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, unlike the years past, not a lot of funny stuff to talk about. There actually seemed to be less. Less of a vibe for the whole evening. Less um, attendance too. Maybe it was it about the bad. same. Okay, yeah. but, but something like, was just different. Yeah, and like you know, extreme was the headliner the first night, and in the last couple of years, people didn't bail on the headliner, and they did during extreme. They were cleared the place out. Yeah, but but like uh, but they were good. But you were telling me that they made what I always blows my mind about how the first couple songs that a band plays are crucial to keeping a crowd. Right? Oh, definitely. They came out with "It's a Monster." I'm like, why are you opening with this song? Yeah, great song, but that is not an yeah. opener. Oh, and by the way, the singer almost impaled me with his mic stand. Uh, he was doing Sharon. His, yeah, he was Gary was doing that weird dance, and he had like a, like the the mic stand with no bass, 
and he like pulled the mic off and then he just launched the mic stand in the air. Yeah. And I was taking pictures and the thing cracked me on the top of the head, uh, knocked my sunglasses off. Ooh, it actually did hit you? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, but uh, you got hit in the, hit so in the I'm head. like sitting there right dead center and leaning sure. up on the stage. Now, um, I, I think it bounced around before it got to me. Yeah, because yeah. I saw him hit it, and then when it hit me, it didn't hit me hard. Right, it didn't like leave a bruise or anything like that, but it was enough to knock my sunglasses off. And then all of a sudden, it is literally like laying straight across my <laughs> forehead uh, as I backed up. It's like hanging off the stage this far, you know. But uh, good God, yeah, but they, they were there. great. Uh, I can't remember what the second song was. Oh, it was Little Jack Horny, and I'm like, and then they go. That's so when they start with the second one too. Yeah, See, that's when it gets a little too cartoony too. Yeah, to start off. Unlike you, I'm not a big fan of It's a Monster. But yeah. I get that well, a lot like of people like. Well, I like of, it. I like it because about masturbation. Yeah. Well, and if you're an extreme fan, I get a lot of them do actually like the song. Whatever. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it being in the set list. It's just not yeah, one of yeah. my favorites. But you so don't. So you prefer with that. little Jack Horny over? No. Over, I over hate. A, okay, that's a terrible Jack song. Horny. That's, yeah, it's a terrible I think song. It's a bad yeah, song overall. It's a very bad. Get the funk out as in between for me. And get the funk out was the. But at least it's a big good. It'll be a good opener. Yes, it's a good opener. And they did not play decadent dance. That's and I'm like stupid. That should be the opener almost. Yeah, I it's mean a great something. Song. But uh, that said, they sounded amazing. Right. And, and Nuno's one of those guys. You oh know? yeah. Oh god. So fuck it. Yeah. Pick an extreme song. Absolutely. Uh, you want to play some Rihanna? You know he has his yeah, oh yeah. That's how he makes his money. It's yeah, like pretty, pretty cool. An article I read a couple years ago that had like all the people that, that do dual work to survive in this climate now. What about Warhead?
right, so after that, we had day two, which was just kind of more of the same. Great White was their thing. We Gunnar Nelson and his brother did not come for the scrap metal show that I'm he sorry. promised us. Say that again. Uh, well, you know, we we talked to Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, he in said Nashville. he was. It's his thing. It's his baby. Yeah. You're telling me he wasn't there? No. What about his brother? No. Neither were there. No, they were. They were busy. Where were they? In Las Vegas. Twin convention. <laughs> Yes, it was a tw- they a blonde twin convention. Okay, um, and it was them you gotta and, go. You it gotta was, go. It was them and Hefner, Hefner's wives. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Hey now, oh uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I probably can't even see both those guys come to bed with them. <laughs> and, and of course, this is like an '80s festival, and you only in the years past they let you gave photo access for their entire set. Sure, but being that it's an '80s thing, I was really happy that the the first two artists and the only ones that we could photograph to come out were uh, uh, Pat Travers <laughs> and the guy from the Cars. Oh, boy. <laughs> George Lynch closed the show. Oh, okay. no, George Lynch was in the middle, and then it was Michael Sweet playing Boston tunes for some reason. So those are the so. two that get to photograph of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't take very many pictures. Anyway, no. and then it was like Great White Warrant. Warrant was actually a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, how was the whole Guitar Hero thing? Was it all right, or was it just a... I, th- I don't... I, whatever. Whatever. He described you it know what? It, it actually... What? Pick the, it, every year it does this, you know, because everybody's still kind of hungover. Mm-hmm. The scrap metal brings the crowd back up. It's at the perfect point of the evening, and they play hits, and everybody starts drinking again, and sure. everybody's good. And then you got Great White, and everybody loved Great White. And then uh, you got Warrant, and Warrant actually was very good. And I don't, I was, was going to ask you about that more. Yeah, they, they don't, they, they don't appeal to me musically, but they yeah. delivered, man. So that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I've always been curious. I've actually been at a concert where they didn't show up at. Like it was mm. Dokken and uh, Rat. And it was supposed to be a warrant. And the main reason I went to it actually was to see a, war- a Janie Lane's, jeez, Janie Lane-less warrant because I was interested in how that would even work. You know what I mean? But yeah. actually, he did pretty good, Robert Mason. Yeah, Robert Mason. No, okay. I, I, I've, I've actually seen him prior to this. Yeah. And he sounded more Robin Masony, which, by the way, is a very much a Miles Kennedy thing for me. Mm-hmm. He has really done a very good job of for the Janie Lane songs to emulate Janie a okay. little a little better. Not like the Journey singer, kind of like uh, like a carbon copy, right? But kind of try to fit the song a little more. So I give him credit for that. Uh, the songs that are original that he's on, I think they played two. Yeah, he sounds like himself, right? And and of course the songs are garbage because Janie yes. wrote all their songs anyway. Correct. So. But they they actually look good. Yep. They have a lot of energy. Um, they play great. That's good. So if you're a fan, they, they deliver. I mean, there's no, no complaints. Well, I know. It's because this is one of those things like, you know, you're seeing a skit, uh, a Sebastian not fronted Skid Row. You're saying this. So it's sure. good to hear that. And, and so Skid, Skid Row, Row was, was nice. great, right? Yeah, they were. And uh, Who's the new guy now? I'm, I'm ZP3 is his name. Okay. Um, he was in Dragon Force. Yeah, I knew that, I think. Okay. Uh He's he, now now he's more like the uh, the guy in Journey, where he's like a carbon copy as far as how he delivers stuff. So it was a lot of fun. He fits great, and and that band also, by the way, still looks pretty good. Comes out and runs around, and a lot yeah. of energy to what they do. Sol, what was that guy's name? Solinger. There was a the guy they had. Johnny oh, Johnny Solinger. Yeah, I never was that. A lot of people loved him. I didn't care for him too he was much. Okay, at best. I remember that when they opened for Kiss with that lineup a long time ago. It was yeah, like, it was like, eh, he sounds sounds alright. The fact bastard song many years ago with with that lineup and said the same thing where he was he, the, you know their singer was okay but the band just killed it you know they opened yeah. they opened with um... I remember you <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think so I've seen them open they up opened with, with slave guns. they opened with slave to the grind when yeah, you saw them. they opened up with oh shit maybe it was slave to the grind this year and then they went right into the threat too 
Yeah, they the guy do they just, play the threat. Yeah, fuck yes. Uh, yeah, and they, they they just kill it. The only thing they do is that um, that psychotherapy thing where Rachel gets to sing. I'm I'm kind of over it. Well, I, that's exhausting. It, it it's not bad. I just don't no, need it just, anymore. Right. They've been doing it for twenty years. It's like right. And also Rachel and uh, Snake do this bit where they come out and basically say the exact same thing like. We're nothing without you, and you you give us our chance to live out our dreams, right. and it's like, which is great. Did you it's ask nice. him? Uh, did you ask him on the next EP of that uh, trilogy? That yeah, supposed to be? I did not. I didn't get to talk to anybody. <laughs> that was the thing too. Is that like they were very restrictive. Like they wouldn't let me, even though um, uh, Mark Slaughter's manager said it was cool. Like he could meet me and take him back to meet, take us back to meet Mark. Yeah. Uh, the venue shut it down. That's cool. Anyway, but well, all uh, right. Well, you want to you want to. Uh, you want to play us out? Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Yeah, uh, man. Listen, it's been great hanging out with you in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's been all of four weeks since I saw you. The, then we're gonna have to have a bigger break. We're gonna have to have a yeah, lo- larger break, a little yes. more time, a apart. little more time apart, and everything like that. Back but, to uh, Skype. Yes, back to Skype. But uh, yeah, man, I figured maybe we can play us out with one of your uh, favorite bands the last couple of years, mm-hmm. Glorious Sons. They have a, a band music. you turned me on to, by the way. Did I? Yeah, I don't even remember how that goes. Yeah, at some point you're gonna have to introduce. I just me to assumed music. as much. I don't yeah. know that you've, you've thrown so much crap yeah. at me. So. But uh, they have that a new, new. They've been putting out little singles. I think their album's gonna come out sometime next year, or maybe the end of this year. But this one's called "Everything Is All Right," and uh, a little different sound for them, but super catchy. Hey, you want me to play us out? Yeah. Okay. Rock's not dead. It's hiding, and you found it. In a tub of Kiss dolls in Baco's basement. <laughs> I knew it! They're not tubs, they're barrels. Alright. Perfect. Well, I spend all my money on a pack of cigarettes For a lady that I love with the name I forget That night I taught her how to laugh She taught me how to slow dance I tried to take her home She said you don't stand a chance I'm the closest thing my mother had to a daughter I used to be ashamed of that But now I'm kind of flattered I learned that my weakness is a weapon anyway So I haven't touched a pretty thing in 40 days
I spend all my money on a pack of cigarettes For a lady that I love with a name I forget And I learn the more I can't fix nothing anyway So I haven't touched a pretty thing in 40 days 